What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. It doesn't have to be perfect. The craziest thing I saw, though, was uh, Penn Jillette, the magician, like Penn and Teller. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. He was he was uh, playing like a he was he was doing like a walking bass, like that. You know, like that kind of jazzy like walking the bass it's called walking the bass i don't know what the fuck it means musically but um and he's describing what teller is doing and they're they're showing you how magic works so he's talking like while he's playing this really difficult bass lick and and he's he's like describing like misdirection and then like palming and like what what teller is doing and then he starts just saying what he's doing so he's like he's like palming uh pocket uh, misdirection and he's, he just starts getting faster and faster and it's like oh my god mm. those two guys are so talented they're fucking ninjas <clears throat> i don't know how to say it but that was clean man that was like every time i see you get better guitar it's just cool to watch like i don't know what else to say it's i like, don't know i don't feel that way <laughs> But maybe I'm just well, being annoying on myself. I'm seeing the progress. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's that whole effect, right? Where you just see maybe that's the it. end result. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm playing, but I don't feel any progress. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Well, like, maybe videotape yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned 30 Rock last time we were podcasting. Uh she had a um a journal. And she realized that a year ago, her her life was happening the same way. So, so like the premise of the episode is that she's reading through her journal to know what's going to happen so she can get ahead of it. Mm. But it's like, there's a lot of power in recording yourself and seeing the patterns. Yeah. And you're breaking a pattern. You're, you're learning a new skill. And like a week ago, you, maybe you were worse at that. Yeah. You know, or, or longer. I don't know how much time you put in per week or whatever, but there was a time when you couldn't do that. It's true. I do have old recordings of me sending like a couple chords to people when I when I learned them, and I I was like so excited about like the E chord, you know, the E minor, or whatever. So I when I find those, it's pretty funny to see. Yeah. Yeah, like you were. I'm sure you were like just a lot stiffer at some point. I can remember when you were starting and you yeah, were just kind of. I still am very stiff, but I I couldn't even do a G. G was super hard to uh, to stretch your fingers like that. You know? It is weird, yeah. And you and you're kind of doing like the. the Oh, it's getting better. I used to not be able to do one hand. This what is this? Uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Long life and prosperity. <laughs> We're talking the, about guitars. The Vulcans. Guitar practice. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's uh, like, and you're switching between chords really easily. Yeah. Like the transitions are definitely better. But I, I, Johnny gave me a really good tip, and I just gotta remember it. It's just to focus on the strumming hand, and then never stop strumming. And then just keep switching uh, notes, but yeah. never stop your pattern of strumming. Like, don't wait for the next note to continue. 
That is a good trick. Yeah. Kind of put pressure on the song. Yeah. To keep going. Yeah. So then the the rhythm is there, and then the you let's say you fuck up a note, so you get back to it. Nothing changed in terms of the the whole rhythm of the song. That's yeah. Like the like when you were starting playing, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna start over. Yeah. Like my my rule usually is like just keep going. Hmm. Like just 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 for the attitude. To be like, bah, good enough, you know, and you're like, keep going, keep going, just keep going. Let's always just be a slave to that. Keep that's, going. Yeah, that's a good point too. The show must go on. You just said it before, but it's yeah. true. Just, yeah, you know what? I don't know. It's a for me, music is very. Uh, it's, a, it's fun. It's fun, but it's also it brings out a lot of insecurities. That's fair. At least performing in front of people. You know? You're learning a new thing that you know you could be good at. I yeah. think that's what the, that's where the insecurity comes from. But now I understand why like a sh- a singer could be super shy to just let their voice out, and then when they do, it's fucking mind blowing sometimes. Yeah. But it's it's just I don't know. It's an intimate moment with yourself usually when practicing, and when you you have all these hours of intimate practice of putting your and you know you like when you're practicing, you're actually getting passionate and your soul's coming out. And then when someone's in front of you, all of a sudden, you know, all that goes away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're playing for them. Yeah. Uh, I've always said playing guitar and playing guitar in front of people is two different it's, instruments. It's a two different monsters. Two different skills altogether. Well, and fuck you, you got to get the demons out. You got to yeah. just practice in front of people. But that's why like sometimes you see someone perform and it's like they it's like they're almost possessed. Not in a negative way, yeah, but like I feel something you. takes them over and it just comes out and you feel it. It's like shaking your bones. I don't know if you had moments like that watching a performance. I don't know if I've ever thought of it consciously, but in my own experience, when I'm really practiced at a song I, and then I play it for someone, even though I'm nervous, they're like, that was really good. And it's like the they they just feel the repetition of the time yeah. I've sunk into it. And even though I was like wobbly sometimes singing because I was nervous or I made mistakes, that's things you notice. But mm. for them, they're they're kind of captured. And then the more captured you are, of mm. course, like you're saying, then the more captured the audience can be. Yeah. And sometimes it goes in an inverse. Someone is like so good, you don't hear a single wrong note. It's like a machine is playing and you're not even impressed anymore. And it's like something in your brain turns off and you have to like, that's me anyway. I just mm. find like some people are so good. But then it's cool to, to, to hear them just, sometimes I do it on purpose. When someone's listening to me, I just play the wrong notes. Like, in, like, you know, I'm talking, I'm playing something, then I play and I just go like a, a, like a, a, a semitone up. So it just fucks with the, like you hear the, that your body go, has this like, oh, it's very possible to be in a, in a mistake, to, to mm. just be an inch off and to have this nah, instead of the nah, like that. But it kind of fits. <laughs> what do you mean? Like it works, it works into the song that you're playing. Oh no, I'm saying I do it on purpose to, okay. to like... To, to show the different sounds like this I this see. is the guitar is not doing the work i am you're kind of like breaking the their attention a yeah. Little bit. yeah cacophony yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah you're you're because you're, you're, because you see someone play with such ease you think it's like easier than it is yeah it looks it, they make it look so easy that it's like something to the guitar it's like if you play a harmonica it's stuck in a key mm. it's a lot easier to play uh Mary had a little lamb or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, I don't know. So, so on a guitar to have this chromatic scale and to just be able to go like, like all the way up, up. you really got to put things in the right place. And then it's also about how hard you're pushing or else the, some note is going to be muted or you hit the wrong note with your right hand or the wrong string. I mean, like there's a so much coordination involved when you get it right. 
And if yeah. someone doesn't appreciate that, I'm aware of that. And then I just, I'll just play the wrong thing on purpose. I, it's a very <laughs> weird thing that I'm aware of, but I just you're get just, them re-coordinated to I being appreciative. Your natural cacophony mind. I think it's just something that for some things it makes sense that you would do something like that. <laughs> very Sammy. <laughs> it is very Sammy. Just like just play a song. Oh, you're jamming. Go through. Change it up. Go back. It's not. It's not. It doesn't serve me during COVID though, because like I just. I just like fuck with people in, in public now. Like I don't cough and like sneeze and shit. I don't want to stress people out who are like already scared. But like people who walk around with masks outside, I don't understand it. It kind of bothers me. It's security theater. The whole mask thing. We have a curfew in Montreal, like yeah. in Quebec. None of this makes sense to me. You know, on the way to pick you up, uh, I saw a guy walking with a gas mask on. <laughs> I don't know if he's being a cacophonist or whatever. Like a full-on gas mask? It looked like one. It had like the two pieces on the sides. But it has a visor? Yeah, his whole eyes and face were oh covered. My God, no, and he was just not. walking with his, with his grocery bags. That's uh. And if you're at that, that level of fear, I, you know, maybe he has like, in his defense, maybe he has some crazy um, uh, condition that he just can't risk it. Or maybe he has COVID and he's just being very polite to everyone else. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever it is, uh, you need to kind of rethink things if you're going like that outside alone. Or he, that's the only mask he had, and he had to go shopping. And then be, he's on his way out, so he can't take the mask off. Mm. He, does, yeah, he's, he doesn't have Okay, we'll give free. him that. But for the, mo- for the most part... <laughs> Third possibility. <laughs> for the most part, maybe you got to just try to tone down the fear a little bit and assess your life and see what kind of decisions you're making that are yeah. impulsive well, or that, out of fear that carlin thing you just showed me you know like fear oh, is yeah. a is a dude we're all gonna die man fear is a commodity yeah. fear is a thing that creates money for people it's you know we, we've talked about it a million yeah the fear carnival it's yeah, that. if you haven't heard fear carnival go back on one of our videos type in fear carnival it's a vision i had in ayahuasca but yeah but long story short it's worth discussing honestly it's mm-hmm. it's Fear makes you act a certain way. In general, humans do this. Monkeys do this. There's a book called The Human Zoo. I'm sure I've mentioned it as well already on the podcast, but it, it compares the, the, the psychological problems of monkeys in cages, in captivity, versus humans in cities. Mm. And it's shockingly and I don't think you brought this saddeningly up. similar. Wow. Yeah, it's really a good. It's a really good book. It's an old book too. This is not a new idea, right? So what is it? They get more aggressive. Then it's. I'm just thinking of the city. Uh, for the most part, the idea is that we mimic each other because we want acceptance, and that's the root. That's the fear versus love thing. Because when you go into that dichotomy, the idea is self love is a is a, mm. a quality of love and not a searching of a physical or emotional love, but this kind of philosophical love you know and this philosophical fear comes from this deep spiritual understanding that at a dna level we need each other and there's all this social weirdness that happens it's it's different with monkeys but there's kind of this like follow the leader like Mm. i don't want to say alpha because that's kind of been like disproven in monkeys okay as opposed to dogs like Mm. it's crazy how much how easily i can understand dog psychology i don't get cats yet fully but but humans i'm still learning obviously and like we just we follow we yeah. just need to be in a in a brainwave state where we mimic each other and we talk about it a lot a lot we say monkey see monkey do there's even even the there's a word for the brain for the part of the the psyche let's say in in sanskrit i mm. forgot it right now makana or something i don't remember but it means monkey in sanskrit like the monkey mind the comes monkey from a long yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a old idea but, and it's because they they move involuntarily and they mimic each other. You know, a monkey is just 
an itch and, and you're moving and and, and and it's 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 fear as a quality it's not i'm afraid and my hair is standing on end and i feel like i'm in danger it's i need to do this to be accepted and yeah. in, in some deep unconscious way i'm following the i'm towing the line as they say you know have you ever seen those uh public i don't know uh, experiment social experiment you want to call it but it, it was hilarious i think it was more for comedic purposes but it was surprisingly scary on how easy it was to manipulate a group of people anyway so i think you had a couple paid actors in a waiting room of a of a doctor's office or something and then the like the nurse would um what happened and i think they called the name of the person and then the person would anytime a name was called the the there was like three paid actors they would stand up and then sit down <laughs> just like that and then they all started doing it. Yeah, so then one person would come in, there's three paid actors and then one normal person and then calls the name, okay, the three paid actors set up, the normal person looks around like, what the fuck's going on? S stands down. After like three or four cycles, they she starts doing it with them. And then just one... Just in case. Yeah. They don't want to get in trouble. Just just because it started getting weird. Oh, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. And then one actor leaves, there's only two actors, her and now another guy come in and everyone's standing, sitting, standing, sitting. And then eventually there's no more actors and there's a full lineup of people sitting and standing, sitting and standing. And then someone asked, like, what are we doing this for? And it was an actor. And then everyone was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea why I'm doing this. Yeah. I've just been standing up and sitting every time a name is called. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the beta wave. That's that the beta is wave. what you're using when you're driving. It's a good thing. It's effective for a lot of things. But it's unfortunately, you're also maybe using it when you're watching TV. Well, and that's imagine what, I think that's what TV's trying to put you in that state. Well, for the most part, I think so. I mean, like maybe there's alpha when if you're someone who works in cinema or you have like a care for if you're like a cinephile. But when you see these but the like commercials, bro, when you're half it. paying attention that's and when it. they're like, there's mu there's swelling music and there's a person and there's political this and they're, oh, and you need to buy this. Listen, there's a reason it. why huge companies, I should call them corporations, use commercials and spend so much money on these things. Because they they know the, the psychology behind it. Yeah. Isn't, the, is not allowed Dude, anymore. Dude, there's some. They just do super liminal now. They you buy everyone who's listening. I bet you buy Colgate or Crest or one of those, and you don't think about it. Even though there's ten other ones, and there's healthier options and all these things, mm -hmm. you just go for what you know. It's super liminal programming. They're not hiding it. They're just bombarding you with yeah. no other options. They're taking they're taking over the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind by just. Because the subconscious is just pulling things to the... The conscious is pulling things from the subconscious like a file of cabinet, you know? And the quickest option, whatever. So here's Colgate 30,000 times. That's floating in the unconscious, subconscious. It's in your nervous system And at then when point. you think, oh, I need to brush my teeth, the first file that comes out is going to be Colgate. I mean, we're, this is a this is an interesting... There's an interesting effect in, when, in psychology when it comes to control and the idea that if it's, if it's presented to you, like, you know, the the monkeys in the cage with the electric floor or like the, what you're talking about, like the people standing up in the yeah. doctor's office, that's them unconsciously making the decision. But what if someone tells you, what if an authority figure tells you what to do? Now you have to make the decision consciously, I'm mm. air quotes, big air quotes, because you're going, you're predisposed to either now say yes every time or 80% of the time or no. Mm. And again, that is predictable behavior and thus controllable. Mm. It's interesting, right? That's crazy. So yeah. you, even when you think you're making a choice, you're just falling into a demographic. And guess who cares about that? Guess who's going to play both sides and mm -hmm. make the money? You know, either way, you buy, you sell, I'm going to make the profit. It's, it's crazy. It's, it, look, there's some commercials from when I was a kid that I can recite to you. For radio commercials. Oh, stop. Like, get your own sandwich. I don't know that one. Thank God. Back off. Get your own sandwich. Dude, every time I hear the words back off, I just, get your own sandwich. Like, it comes out of me. I, I don't know if you know the alarm force one. 
I just know the ding- the jingle. It's like, Alarm. call, call 1 800 267 2001. Yeah. That's numbers. when I heard it. Alarm force. Music, like, man. Dude, Music fucking sticks. That's out. in my head. That's from 2001. Like, why is that still there playing around? That's how effective marketing is. Because you heard it six times a day. And it worked. If I'm thinking, if I'm thinking quickly on which alarm company to work with, if I never had an alarm company to buy my first home, Alarm Force is probably going to be the first one that pops in my mind. So that that thirty forty thousand dollar investment they made per day on fucking bombarding you is paying off. And even if that's not like, even if you don't think of it, because it's kind of this like semi conscious remembering, you know. Yeah. But what if some advertisement comes up again, and then you have this weird, like fallacious trust you know this illogical like oh i know these guys you Mm. don't you've just heard the name over and over and over and over and over and you're like well they must be good and then there's a rationale your ego is going to jump in and double down like we keep talking about and it's going to say oh well they must make a lot of money because they have all this advertisement like you're 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 letting yourself be tricked you're deciding that the tricking is good now like it's crazy how it's fucked. Layered it's, it can get. It's very layered. And, and people it, just don't get this. No one knows. Like, psychology should be like a grade school thing. I hope, yeah. Or like a high school thing. Like, you should Something learn this shit. Yeah. It's I was terrifying. so upset about going into CGIP and taking critical thinking class for the first time. I'm like, yeah, why the too. fuck did we not have this in high school? I had a great teacher, too. I, I, if he's ever listening to the Mr. Bud, you're the shit. He, the best name possible. Timothy Bud. He's a great Damn. teacher. Yeah. I think I hope he's in university now teaching people. He taught us critical thinking using Socrates, using philosophy and like we we read like old books and stuff like it was nice. so cool and he would show us like optical illusions and he would drink way too much coffee and be so animated. <laughs> Dude, even if we came in not caring, he would make us like cool. be animated by the end. Of, he was such a good teacher and he's also like in a band. And he plays like banjo, like a motherfucker. It's a perfect philosophy teacher. I love them. I love them. I, I, I almost want to meet, I almost want to like reach out to him. Let's get him on the podcast. That'd be fucking awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah. He's like above our pay grade. He's like a smart guy. Well, like I would love to We talk. need to have people like this yeah, on. Yeah, we ha- we've had some before. Yeah. Fuck it. But I think it's very important for people to recognize these, these underlying uh, mechanisms that are operating in the, the background the back end of all these things that are being operated. I mean, critical and, thinking. Yeah. Seems like to be so cr- fundamental to life. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole <laughs> so thing, obviously. another George Carlin uh, um, video I, I was watching is question everything. That's like the headline of his bit. And it's it, Joe Rogan adopted that philosophy and that a philosophy is what you really should do. And mm. question everything is literally everything. It's, it's exhausting though. It's fucking it's exhausting. And it can get into a lot of arguments with people around That's you as well. That's why it's exhausting because you're not part of a party. I know. You're not stuck but in a comfortable want, family of uh, thinkers. But do you want to be that person who stands up, sits down and not questions? Or do you want to be that fucking guy that comes in? What are we all doing here? I don't know who said this, but there's a quote that comes to mind. You can go through life accepting everything or doubting everything. Either one will stop you from thinking. So there's a sweet spot, but mm. question everything seems neutral enough. You know, they even change that. You know, when they say, don't believe everything you hear, mm. then they, it evolved. Now they say, believe, don't believe anything you hear and half of what you see. Mm. But isn't that the scientific method? That's the premise of it is that it's sure. 100% off, wrong and prove me right kind of thing or prove, prove me wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, like the, this nice, uh, let's say like a co- connection between philosophy and science like in terms of the the academia is uh 
this culture of people, I, I forgot what they're called, but the, the website's called lesswrong.com. Mm. And I love that they live by that, like a, like a creed, um, like, a, like a motto. Like it's, it, you're, you're never right. You're, you can only be less wrong. Mm. And again, that's exhausting because we want to feel like we got a handle on things. Somewhere. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's comforting. But it's... Uh... But that's been hijacked also because like the... Uh, for me, my science right now, and I really call it that, it's n- it's improvable. It's only for me. It's an internal work. I'm, I'm, I'm using objective experience and data and I'm, I'm making observations and I'm testing hypotheses, but it's all happening internally. So I can't peer review this shit this mm. is yoga but but yoga is a science and mm. i say that with no irony or or bending of any words like bending that, of any words sorry yoga bending some words <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to put that up <laughs> pun not intended but yeah yeah okay so i i i feel like that science needs to be broad again it can't be i think like, it's heading there well a lot of things are are opening up again yeah. i think people are are fed up and there's a lot of weird shit that's just making people but look uh, at reality. On the darker side of that corner. Cacophony. Though, it, yeah, but it's also kind of scary how on one end you'll have people that don't trust science at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on, on one hand, you'll have people that don't Take trust science at all. And then on the other breath, they're, they're trusting science in, certain, in like uh, they're cherry picking what they trust. And that can get dangerous too. Because or they're believing everything, yeah. Mm. I, I, very you dangerous. Be, you need to, just because it has scientific background or whatever and it's being uh whatever you want to talk about you still have to have the same lens of skepticism whether it's this guy saying it or x person saying it it has to be you can't put more weight because the authority figure who's saying it is more valuable or has more credentials or is just you have to have the same lens throughout the whole process so that this is the practical side of that when do you stop questioning everything do you ever stop? Do Look, you just I'm get guilty. Used to I'm that? guilty as fuck. Whatever Neil deGrasse Tyson says, I'm pretty much on board with. <laughs> yeah, you, you take know? his word for it. I, I don't care what it. I don't care what black holes are doing. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. <laughs> but if he says, "Yo, if this happens and that happens and black holes and relativity," and I'm like, "That kind of makes sense." I so I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it too. But maybe. But it doesn't affect us. You know, there's a there's a part that starts affecting your life. Yeah, but I'm wondering if someone who looks at a different professional in the same lens that I look and deal with and takes whatever he says as gold and that's affecting their personal life you know i I have to kind of understand that i'm i whatever neil degrassi would say i'm I'm on board with i'm like this is fucking true he says it it's got to be true he's reviewed it but someone in like it's good enough yeah it doesn't need to be true but it's true enough yeah i feel like he's done the research for me and i can move on with my life but feel is what you that's the important thing is that you realize that Mm. you're you're gonna take it with less grain of salt because or no grain, like you're just not going to be scrutinizing at all because this doesn't affect your life. So you're like, if I'm going to talk about this at a party and sound smart or something, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not an astrophysicist. I can't go to that level. Yeah. There's not many things we can. That's the scary part. And whether you're going to jump on the Neil deGrasse Tyson train or the, you know, I don't know, all the weird erroneous shit that's happening with COVID, or even if you go the other way with all these crazy conspiracy theories. And you go on YouTube and watch a three-hour video with swelling music and a confident speaker, and, you and you've it. learned nothing, but you suddenly believe something. It gets dangerous. Yeah, all of that is wrong. Yeah, all of that you do not know. The best scientists, and and thank God, Tyson says this a lot. We never know. We're never sure. Yeah. Any scientist that comes in and says that, wrong. And he will say, "Look, I know this, but I did, you know, dozens of years of." 
fucking schooling and, and continued education. And like Sadhguru says that also. You want to talk about uh, the afterlife? You want to talk about God? You want to talk about like the elements affecting your karma and, and uh, reincarnation? You're not experiencing any of this. Mm. I'm just telling you a story. It's a lie as far as you're concerned. Why do you want to know these things? Sit, be still, feel it for yourself. And then now I start trusting you. And again, that can be used as a trick. But a little bit of trust goes a long way. A lot goes nowhere. Mm, it That's can go the in the thing. opposite direction. Exactly. Too. It can lead you to storm a capital and think you're making history. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> but it's the truth. And I got I think this is a really, really strong point we should jump into because Hit me. the whole QAnon thing sure. is an example of what we're talking about. Of you watching a three-hour video and it makes so much fucking sense. The music is perfect. Your emotions are fucking boiling and the hormones are going. And all of a sudden, everyone's a fucking pedophile and everyone is... Look, I was on board for Perfect that for a few for a few weeks. It was uh, the, not the QAnon stuff, but I was yeah, PizzaGate, all that fun. Yeah, stuff. that shit sure. was flying, man. And you know what? Maybe some of it's true, but I would tell you about eighty percent of everything is bullshit. You know, well, it's here's the thing: humans are gonna do what they can. We're like water; we fill the cracks. I've always said that. So you know, some crazy shit like that is happening somewhere, and you and we should change systems so so that these things can be mitigated hmm. and negated, fully negated. Uh, stopped. They're, they're horrible, horrible possibilities that I don't even want to conceptualize fully or verbalize fully because it's just horrific for me. Yeah. But it's part of reality. That we're just weird, you know, like the story you said, the, the experiment where people get up. We end up doing weird shit to each other yeah. because we just were raised a certain way or whatever. And I, I don't know, but y your point is, is, is big because, you know, I have a friend who sends me a video. He's a smart guy. I mm -hmm. have nothing against him. You know, but he he's falling into some things and he sends me a video and I watch the whole thing. And it's like I wasted 30 minutes because I learned nothing. It was clips of mm. Trump. It was QAnon stuff. It was like, oh, and then he did this and then this and then. And he, they kept using a word over and over. I can't, I can't remember what it is right now. Concessions. Okay. He kept making like party leaders and, and governments and religious leaders uh, give concession and I'm like, what is he saying? He said nothing. I've learned nothing in this video. Am but, I just stupid? Like, I, and then I ask him, explain this to me. Make this make sense. You know, like, are you just getting a feeling from a video? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, but I'm also maybe saving you from being stupid. But maybe mm. you can save me from being stupid. Let's be less wrong together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he just went. He 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 just didn't have anything. And I'm like, okay, now you have to deal with that. This is the I'm back to zero, and yeah. now you're in a negative. This is the danger I was getting to you about is when you nitpick your critical thinking and you nitpick your, your you cherry pick your scopes of what you want to believe and what 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 you want to take in that's true and what you want to push away that's false. Yeah, and it gets compromised because you want to believe something and your desire compromises and corrupts your critical thinking and then you're watching that video and you're convinced and now all of a sudden you form like this callus on your opinion and it's not going to change that with the ease anymore it's like embedded yeah but it, it's uh, off a fucking false premise from the beginning but you've yeah. tricked yourself into turning off your critical thinking just to believe it and you know that's the scary part because i was seeing a lot of people saying five more days trump's he's going to show everyone QAnon is coming just wait three more days the military is going to take over the u.s <laughs> biden is it's a fake election it's like the and ring. they're sending me videos <laughs> they're sending me videos of Look, some of my friends, I dearly love them, but you guys got to really start to rethink the way you process information because they're sending me videos, uh, or not even videos, just breakdowns and how it's really a military government, Biden, it's all an act. They own the media. They're in like a fucking blue screen or a green screen, whatever. And it's all, all like, look crazy. at the distance of these people behind Biden and this, foot, this video angle <laughs> and see... 
the with the switch of the angle, different people. And I'm like, you guys have to understand these cameras are probably like 10 kilometers away zoomed in. <laughs> you know, it's like they look right behind each other, but there's probably like 15 meters behind these people. It's just a camera angle. You know, it's it's literally. Well, you, you can really get lost in the minutia when you when you start feeding hope into this. I know because and then you're, you're like, oh, mate, that must be true. Also, that must be true. Yeah. And now that, you become. What there must be a there's got to be a better word like uh, of lacking critical thinking like conspiracy theories are can be very an a very intelligent assumption sometimes you know uh, there's a guy recently on on YouTube who never gets into conspiracy theories and he recently just made a three minute video like all of his videos are long it's called More News with Cody Banks I think he's like he used to be on Crack.com and he okay. did his own thing on YouTube and. Um, and he just gets into this whole thing with with uh, Bill Gates and Vi and uh, Pfizer and like all the all the vaccine stuff and like th there's cr I don't I won't get into it too much but mm. like they they used people in South Africa to test vaccines and now instead of giving the the working ones to them for free they're going to charge them double <laughs> and they tested it on the people yeah so now and, they're, they're and coming Gates, back and charging double it wasn't Pfizer now that I think of it I don't remember the company name but Bill Gates uh essentially strong arm them because he you know he has a he has control over these yeah. things through through his uh like his charity mm. so he's giving money to all these things like some of which might not even be his money because yeah. you're giving to that charity like i don't know how any of this stuff works but he stopped them from open sourcing the vaccine formula mm. so that it can be a commodity so it can be and this is real sold. this is this is, this is yeah. This is I reported. Mean, like I looked into it a little afterwards, but you can verify. Most but you can verify it. Well, it, it, it's like, there. I, don't take my word for it, yeah. and I kind of took his word for it because, yeah. like we're talking about, yeah. I kind of trust that guy because he's very, like, no nonsense. And then he even started opening this conspiracy theory door, and I was like, man, come on, mm. you know, when a guy kind of like puts himself out there because he's just factual. He's like, look, yeah. I, this this was reported, that was reported, this is happening. And the and the worst part, I mean, not to get on the soapbox, but like I hate people like who who are like, well, what did you expect? Like they like it's like first it was it's oh, you're being a conspiracy theorist and and like you're stupid, and then now it's duh. Like of course, of course there's a conspiracy like theory yeah. and it's like we have to do something. <laughs> We're all going to die and be dumb and be controlled by money and poisons. Like, are, do you not see what's going? I feel like a crazy tinfoil person. Like, yeah. there's a pattern. Things will continue to happen into the future. Like, it aggravates me. Anyway, okay, I'm done. <laughs> zip it up. Yeah, but zip it up because I'm very emotional about this as well. I'm I'm like all these people we're talking about. But then you also got to keep your lens on because it can get clouded because you can find more and more videos and stuff. I'm not saying anything about this Cody Banks guy. Maybe everything he said is legit. But you might go down know. a rabbit hole where it starts to get into the anger and then you start to pull in more things that are Well, I've seen that. a lot that I know is true yeah. from my experience. Yeah. But the lens you're talking about is acceptance, understanding I don't know. Yeah. That's the that's the truest lens. Like I, I don't know what Bill Gates is up to, man. I don't know if he's positive, negative. If he, I know right now, very sketchy shit. He's buying a shit ton of farmland across the world. Like like I'm talking thousands and hundreds of thousands of acres. People in India are fucking like their lives are ruined because of Bill Gates. And the, no one talks about that. And I, I'm, none of this is on the news. You have yeah. to go looking for it. And I know. And this is where it's frustrating because if you want to explore these ideas. For the most part, people have their stance solidified. Bill Gates is a philanthropist. Uh, he can't do anything wrong. He did Microsoft. He's a he's really doing it for the people. We don't know that. We know what we're told. Okay, I love we don't. Know. I love the fallacy. Yeah, when they're like, when people are like, 
oh, like this guy, you know, he started a billion dollar company and he became the richest man in the world. And then he then he started giving a bunch of money to charities and stuff. And oh, yeah, this guy on the Internet, he's right about see, how this guy's evil. I see evil. people under one what breath. Does, what does one have to do with the other? I see people under one breath that say all billionaires are super evil monsters, uh, terrible parasites. And then the next the next day they're posting about Bill Gates and uh, how positive he's doing for the, with his philanthropy. You're forgetting that we don't know this guy's motives. Yeah. If you're going under the premise that all billionaires are evil, which I don't abide by that at all, you know, I think that's It just, can't be true. No, it's just, the reality is, extreme, is if, you're, uh, yeah. if you're someone who takes the risk to go out there and do something as crazy as starting a fucking Maybe Microsoft. Maybe majority or, of them are intense people. Yeah, yeah. Like and then a, they're, the public and the market rewards them in that sense. Elon Musk, for example, he's one of the richest guys right now. The guy is fucking, if you understood what he did to make PayPal, to make Tesla, your, your head would explode, you know? And obviously when you put that much energy out there, it's going to return to you that much tenfold, whatever you want to call it. So I don't want to say billionaires are evil. Maybe some of them are. Yeah, whatever. But if you're saying that, and then in the same breath, you're pushing the vaccine and you're pushing Bill Gates articles about this. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it's like you got it. Yeah. You're, you're not thinking clear anymore. The, and it's it funny gets, that those, because I don't know. I can't, I can't, I, it's hard for me to imagine. I never really tried to really get into the head of like a billionaire. Because if you think of like uh, the fear involved, if, if you're the kind of person who thinks that all billionaires are evil and, and like, you know, you're like me a bit in this paranoia of like uh, a corporatocracy that's just becoming a dystopia like very quickly all of a sudden mm. because the pieces have been in place for a while. And it's a, it's a legacy. It's this thing that's been planned for a while. If you think that way and then you see someone like Bill Gates who might be a good guy, you might latch onto him like he's Batman. You know, mm. and then there's a fallacy there, but you, it's an emotional reaction and you want hope. You need hope sometimes, mm. but you really should like accept and what's you going check on. Check yourself. You don't know the first part, the first assumption, yeah. and you can't, you shouldn't rely emotionally on the second assumption. But what about, what are they afraid of? They're afraid, they have a certain way of living. They're so powerful. They control huge swaths of the planet. They might be doing the same thing, but just with bigger pieces. They're just a human. Just, they have the same fallacies, the same faults, the same virtues hmm. as we do. And and some uh, I don't know what's his name, uh, Cranston, the guy who owns owns Virgin. I don't know, or I don't remember his name. Richard Branson. Richard? I think it's Richard Branson. I, that name sounds familiar. Like maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's uh you Richard know he's Branson. like fuck it. I'm it's 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 uh you know capitalism, and I'm yeah. gonna make some money, but I'm gonna take care of my frontline workers. I'm gonna yeah. be a philanthrop philanthropist. I'm gonna I'm he, I think he's knighted. You know, like th these things are yeah. something at least, but like, I don't, in the end, we don't know. We just know that the system has a kind of sickness and that these people, even if they're virtuous and they want to help the people, their subordinates, they might make a lot of other people suffer. They're helping their, their, the boardroom, uh, they're, they're, you know, I don't know the words. They're helping the stocks go up. They're helping yeah. the, they're helping their interest, their corporate interest. I don't think it's and as it simple as an individual body. decision at that point. And Rogan says that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, corporations have become entities that have their own desires. That's it. And it's this weird spiritual and understanding of their own intelligence. People, and we're obviously feeding into it. We're like the neurons or something. You have to understand, for a billionaire to operate, it's very rarely that they're a single person to get there. They have a huge company. Like if you're a yeah. billionaire, there's a few billionaires that were made from the whole GameStop fiasco. Um, if everyone knows about the GameStop thing, and it's incredible the stories, like you know, are they evil people because they 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 rallied onto this thing, jumped on, and they made a billion dollars? Well, it's karma. It's uh in the yeah. true sense, it's it's a reaction. Yeah, it's action and reaction. I'm not saying it's karma yeah. for the rich people, but I'm saying it's it's there was a space for that to happen and, it and a desire for yeah. that to happen. And Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, but so for the most part, I would say billionaires are an accumulation of work of thousands of employees. 
and you're, you're just the top dog of the of the ship and you're accumulating the wealth from their work and your work and it just grows into this thing so when you have that kind of money tied in there you're not able to just do these crazy rash decisions of uh, oh give your money to everyone and that's the end of it you're tied into this corporation that has a boardroom that has fucking executives that has a voting direction where if you want to get anything done there's a huge vote that goes in and the shareholders have to agree it's yeah. a complicated story you man. might you might have this kind of like a political lifestyle just within your own company because you might be able to get pushed out or something. Yeah. I don't understand. And it gets very stuff. complex if you're a huge company. Then like you're just Microsoft a or, Yeah. Yeah. Then whatever the majority wants, they, they start taking over Jack Dorsey, internally. Man, the CEO of Twitter, he started Twitter and he has no control over it right now. Yeah. He, everyone's blaming him, but he's <laughs> literally no control of what Twitter wants to do. He'll just show his face and his fucking... Well, he's Oddly the face. straight beard. Yeah, but he, and he just goes to his fucking super yacht afterwards. Did you ever watch the Black Mirror episode? Uh, it's the from the new season. Uh, the guy, the employee of some crazy corporation, kidnaps another employee or something. Oh, or God, ex-employee that actor. Yeah, dude. Uh, the 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 CEO was uh, Topher Grace. Yeah, the, the guy yeah, from yeah. that '70s show. Yeah, it was. And he just meditates. Yeah, he just it, goes it, back. But you saw he had no power over what happened because the boardroom was telling him what to do. He did have that yeah, God yeah. mode thing. He kind of admitted pretty, it at yeah. the end. Yeah, he He's, did have that God mode where he just like fucking triangulated who that guy was and called him. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the board was like, the board thinks we should do this, and he had no say. And that it was, was his a, company. Dude, that whole episode is so yeah. poignant to what we're talking about. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, and uh, the guy like burning his life to make a point like an entire life just to get a second with this dude you know yeah. like that's the the kind of in inequity that's happening even with with our time with our with our very being mm. is it's watered down into what's working for the economy essentially yeah. and then the lengths he had to go to and this guy was still putting on a airs still putting on a face and then kind of broke at the end and was like look man i don't even really have control and yeah. then, and then yeah, he goes at the end. I don't want to ruin it if no one's seen it. It's a great episode. The acting—it's from the, the new the, season. Yeah, the guy is the dude who played the the Merovingian, or uh, no, uh, no, not Merovingian. That's from uh, Matrix. What's the name of the bad guy from Sherlock Holmes? I haven't seen it. I'm terrible. Moriarty, Professor Moriarty in in uh, the new Sherlock Holmes, the with uh, Cumberbatch. Okay, that actor, dude is amazing in that episode. Fucking, like, I, I, I look at this stuff, okay? Mm. And I'm just blown away. I think I've even talked about that episode on this, on this podcast before. But at the end, when he just go, when the CEO just goes back into meditation, people have to be careful. They're not meditating. Meditation is a way to be able to sit still and then to listen. But what people are doing is turning their fucking brains off. They're just practicing dullness. And ev even in a spiritual context, we have this weird, like ghetto ass like following thing that's like it's old and broken it's stupid it's like don't do that mm. that's not what it is get a meditation teacher don't listen to a youtube video don't mm. just sit and look at your navel or, or preach or chant om or something like you you can be you can be ruining something kind of innately human about yourself and Let's then just yes be more no. of it i would say yes and no i would say if that does serve you in some form of just relaxing it's a good start but that's not uh, meditation and relaxing should not be synonymous. You I, should learn to become still, and then relaxation won't be a factor. I get it. That's the truth. If you really want to go down your hole, it's it's the truth. The, these these words have meaning. If it's, you want to call that practice, meditation, then I'll describe it as something else. It's an ancient practice, and it's not as simple as a quick YouTube video or just focusing on a point or something. It's it's a very deep practice to be 
um, content with with being, with literally just being, with nothing else. But I, I would even say, because I don't even want to say it's ancient. It's like, it's innate. Nate. It's innate. It's innate. <laughs> it's innate. It's in me. You want to meditate? You. you have to kill this guy and eat his organs. <laughs> that got dark really fast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but it's 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 not. Fuck culture is what I'm trying to say. Go within. Mm. All of this is a birthright. Don't listen to other people for these things. There's a lot of things. If you want to learn something academically, if you want to if you want to learn something and stand on the so- shoulders of giants, as they say, like that is important and cool because that's a lot of our innovation we get to skip steps we get to, we get to fast forward our lives and become really masterful at things that if we just kind of started from scratch it would take forever yeah you know like like rogan jokes about like you know like if i give you an axe and put you in the in the woods how, just long, watched would, that yesterday. how long would it take for you to send me an email oh well, yeah we're like these mics that we're able to broadcast a podcast so i, I respect you know? that but yeah. but when it comes to inner engineering you know you want to read some books and get some ideas you're only getting a map. No one can taste the fruit for you. And and for I don't even real, know if it's a map. I think it's just their map. And they figured it out. And they're just trying to show you how they figured it out. And maybe it helps you. But it's like you're circling the idea. Yeah, it can give you ideas. You'll never touch the idea. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get an idea of the idea. But you're going to fucking have to go in that door. You know? You're going to have to find <clears> the door yourself. You're going to have to... It's all going to have to be you. It's all a listening. And listening and everything we're kind of touching on now... It's all a birthright and it's all, it's impossible for someone to really help you do it yourself. And I, I again, I, just to quote the matrix, cause it's a great movie. Morpheus said, uh, like I can only show you the door. Like you said, the door, like you have to walk through it. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever the metaphor is, when it comes down to it, it's about you and it's for you and it's by you and it's you. Mm. And like, I, I feel like a lot of people, even in a non, I mean, it's very spiritual for the real meaning of the word, but in these non-spiritual cultures or like microcultures or contexts, people are realizing this with COVID because they're, because of the cacophony, like yeah. we, we talk about, you know, like that idea that things are getting shifted and then you either have to double down and your ego takes control and you keep making the mistakes or you go, okay, what the fuck am I doing now? What's, what is this? And you start looking and listening yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. start George Carlining it a little bit and really figuring it out and having that discernment. And a lot of the time that is exhausting, especially at first. It is. Because you have to just admit constantly that you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I know a little bit about yoga and music maybe and everything else is just subjective or wrong. <laughs> you know, and you know about... Yeah. Uh, martial arts and uh, uh, the body and, yeah. and ma- massage and... You know, like we have specialties and even then we just realize how little we know because we learn more and more like how much there is to know. Hmm. And it becomes this inverse relationship for how confident we are in our abilities. And I mean, a lot of people nowadays know about that, the Dunning-Kruger thing there, this idea that the more ignorant you are, the smarter you think you are. And the more you learn, the dumber you realize you are, the dumber you feel. That's that's reassuring for me because I feel like a moron sometimes. So I guess it's a good good path to be on. Dude, there's a story, yeah. man. I, I, like long story short, <laughs> I like Socrates it. was saying that he was the dumbest person. Like he's like, I, I know nothing. Mm. And the oracle was saying, you need to find the wisest person in the in the village or whatever. I don't remember the fucking story at all, but <laughs> to be honest. But uh, the oracle kept insisting that Socrates was the wisest. Mm. And he's like, how can you say that? I don't know anything. And she goes, that's, that's why it. you're the wisest. That's it. It's true, though. And it's like, we should think on that. We should actually sit and absorb that. 
instead of just being like, oh, I get it, and throwing it into the box. Because there's a box for everything these days. We get all the cliches, <clears throat> but but sit and really think about that. Yeah. What do you think you're good at? What do you think you know? What do you think is dismissible? What are you giving power to? Mm. What are you saying, yeah, they'll take care of it? That trust is a kind of knowing that might have that inverse relationship, even though it looks like humility because you're giving them the power. But thinking that you should give them the power might be a completely wrong thing, or yeah. thinking you shouldn't. It really, it just depends. But just listen, just feel. I'm so obsessed with this lately. The, I'm sorry, I'm going to yeah. power down a little bit. <laughs> but it, it's true. It's, you know, <sighs> we got to use that feeling. We got to harness that energy because feel, in, intuition and all that kind of stuff is a valuable tool that you can use as a part of your critical thinking. You can also be blinded by it too. It could also fuck with you and yeah. put you in the wrong direction. But if you're getting a weird taste in your mouth about something, you know, Go into that. Use that. Don't ignore that. See what what that question is, and find something that comes out into a ver- verbalization of it and understanding of it. You yeah, know? explore. Exactly. I totally resonate with that. I even kind of yeah. have a new verbal, like a new vocabulary for for intuition, because it's like a different type of intelligence now. I, I see it as, and and it can be practiced which is weird. It's hard to imagine. You're just, you're just going to make mistakes. It's like playing guitar. It's like anything. You're just going to suck at it at first, but just yeah. make guesses at, through feeling. That's pretty much what intuition is. But it's this large computing unconscious thing. And, and, and the, the, the classical intellect is going to do things in steps and understand how it got there. And it's going to be grueling and it's going to be necessary sometimes. But the intuition just goes from A to Z. Mm. Just pops to the end. And it's fucking on. And sometimes it's not, but it's, you know, sometimes you're going to play the wrong note on the piano or whatever. It's, it's mm. uh, you know, the, there's this movie called uh, La Belle Verte, the, the Beautiful Green. I've talked about it before, I'm sure. And there's these like alien race and stuff that they're, they're kind of like humans, but they're just, they've just like learned to live properly and be like one with nature. But they're also very advanced in like this kind of techno spiritual way. It's really awesome. Mm. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a little bit dated, but it's a, it's good. And it's French, unfortunately, but I'm sure you can find it with, with subtitles. Um, if you don't speak French, nothing's wrong with French. I just feel like yeah. I bashed French. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's an English podcast. <laughs> That's it. I don't know yeah. who's listening. Um, but there's a scene where this little kid, like in this alien race, this young, like uh, six years old, it t- is taking like a handful of dice, like seven dice, and then throws it on the ground and then looks and looks away. So just gets it for a second and then it just goes like 47. And then the guy actually tabulates it intellectually, actually takes the time to do the math and goes, you're right. Mm. So it's like you can learn these crazy things. Like, look at you playing guitar now. Mm. You don't have to think of every step anymore. But on the way there, you did. So it's like the intellect can be this uh, channel or this like uh, funnel Mm. for the intuition. But we just stay on the channel. So we're just walking down the hallway forever. We're never getting, we're never reaching the light. Mm. And like when you end up, when you do yoga now, or like, I don't know, uh, like even anything physical, I can, I can say uh, anything like guitar or sex, you know, like there's, there's intuition that just becomes, like they say, like riding a bike. You don't it's have to think like of it. almost like you already know it and you're just rediscovering it. Kind of. Well, it's, it's, it becomes, it becomes. It's like an archaeologist in a sense that you're just chipping away and learning how to play guitar that way, but you already knew how in a sense. You know what I would I say? I feel like that's like a fifth dimensional being or a fourth dimensional being already knows how to play the guitar. You're opening a box now. This is deep, bro. <laughs> that's I, what I, that's what I'm getting out of this. I would say in a, in a, in a, in a, 
in a less and they're operating on intu- but they're operating way. on intuition man so they have to be but th- th- this is my point the nervous the entire nervous system is your intelligence and and your your cellular memory your dna your the elements you're made of everything mm. has this kind of intelligence or a memory or a, or a an awareness whatever you want to call it and and they're very different but the nervous system intelligence and this dichotomy is false between intel- intellect and, and intuition because the brain is part of the intel- the the nervous system so it's like one to me now and and the brain is like this huge processing machine but then the body is really the the being and you know when we when we meditate and when we do yoga and we have these like long periods of time when we have sadhana and we really get into the practice a, a lot of the the byproduct a lot of people say i'm in my body now mm. I, I really feel like i'm in, i'm present i'm centered in my body and it's like there's a thing there you know so i just i just i just feel like in a very physical concrete way that it's just the nervous system and like you can condition almost the answers into you like my cousin can do trigonometry in his head and like you need sin cos tan to do to calculate traje- trajectory yeah so it's a it's not a hard mathematical thing but if you've just done it a bunch you can estimate and kind of get the answer i even knew a guy who could square root things really quickly and it's just cuz he's done it so much mm. and it's just it's just repetition you well, know you know that i don't know the the whole story but there's a prisoner he was in prison for a long time and he learned how to play chess in his mind. Yeah, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, so he would just play chess in his brain, like in his head, just playing chess. I've heard so many stories. Of, I, there was a book about it once. I don't remember the name now, but uh, the guy was ta- the, the, the book was talking about people who were in uh, uh, isolation. In, in prison? Solitary, Solitary confinement. Com- yeah. Solitary confinement. That's pretty much what globally we're in right now. Yeah, but, but these people either go nuts. Hmm. Because it's horrible for you, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Or they, one guy was you. You told me about the guy who was who was uh, golfing in his head. Golfing. Yeah, that wasn't you. No, someone wasn't. told me about it. This guy was playing. It might have been Rogan. Holy shit! Again, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on one day. <laughs> Thank you, Rogan, for yeah. the for the everything. Yeah, we're all we're just proto Rogans, <laughs> or I guess no, we're, he's the proto us. We're subcategory Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> derivative rogan english language anyway so the guy was playing golf with his brain so because yeah because he's, he's with his mind he's been at a specific golf range i don't know what it's called a golf course he just knows it perfectly so he would yeah so yeah. but here's the thing you can dig up memories you know there's a whole concept of this with memory palace and stuff google it i'm not going to get into it i'm sure i've talked about it before also but uh and then when he went to play this is the kind of the mythos part of it, you know, but he went to... After playing in his mind. Yeah. Okay. So he was, for years, he would just do this to kind of like calm himself or to, to focus on something. It's, just, it's essentially just visualization. It is exactly yeah. that. And then when he went to do it, he nailed, he got, he, he got a perfect yeah. score. Like he... It's he very powerful. Hole in one or something, or par on all... There's a lot of... George St. Pierre, the world champion, uh, mixed martial arts fighter, um, he would visualize the walkouts he would visualize the, his hand being raised, like when they when like yeah. when they announce him. They would visualize the fight, how it would go. He would play it out over and over again, and then the day before the fight, he would go and do all those steps. He would walk out when there's no crowd and just the octagon. He would do all the movements, go into the octagon, and come out, and just that power. I don't know. That probably had a huge effect on his championship. But the power visualization in sports is a great example because you see it 
happening in real time, what it can do. And a lot of these greats all talk about visualization. Yeah, there's apparently uh, you can, they say someone who's already kind of good at it, if they just rehearse in their mind, it's almost as good as, as actual practice. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're, I remember I used to do that with Kung Fu because like you're, you're there like two or three times a week doing the same fucking movements yeah. until the Sifu says, okay, it's good enough. Now you can learn the next move. And sometimes he's like, nah, keep doing that. And you're like, oh, you know, and, and you just, it's like that, that scene in Kill Bill when she's like, she punches in her sleep mm. and she's like, she hits the radiator. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, fuck. But that's why I love you. I, I feel like that part of uh, the mind was harnessed in sport, you know, visualization was so powerful in sport but you can do that with any type of practice i was just about to say that the trigonometry you were visualizing it and now you're better at trigonometry the whatever you're doing matt i don't know if that's a good example okay okay here's what i was going to say because that that's repetition it's like it's like you let the unconscious do the work you just through repetition it's a physical patterning into your nervous system but he's he's thinking about it too off paper it's not just only on paper i I guess you have to try like we were saying earlier like you have to kind of trial and error with your intuition and and it's not it's not intuitive in the sense where you know the future or something like but it's it's this concrete intelligence yeah but you just skip to the end because you've done it so much mm. you don't have to do the math like pay on the paper again like like one by you one know the process yeah you just it's like a weird kind of memory uh, or learning or intelligence like we keep saying but that's it that's what george would visualize himself winning the fight he's that's what i want to he's going at the end of the fight so get this I, this kind of even ties to your already knowing thing that you said because I, I really want to go back mm. on that because that's fascinating it's interesting. Right? <laughs> uh, I wanted to skip it just to say what my thing right but like uh, it's okay get this oh that's a mind fuck bro because that already knowing thing is like a fourth dimensional being we'll call it and we're three dimensional beings or let's say we're fourth some people will say we're four because of the time dimension whatever some higher dim- yeah, say a higher. higher dimension maybe we're just we're archaeologists just chipping away at the knowledge and just realize oh fuck we're already there kind of thing I have so much to say about that. I won't say, but yeah, <laughs> and, I really, and I, even as a society, I, 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 I yesterday I was talking to Ramsey actually, and, and uh, I said something that made him laugh. Where it's like the the planet. Oh no, Gina laughed at it, but it's like the planet is like a like a shitty teenager. <laughs> like like yeah. it's it's an old idea, you know. But it's yeah. it's funny to think that we're we're there's a, we're, there's a lot of growth that needs to happen, and we're still actually very immature. Yeah. We're just and it's like we're doing drugs, like we're yeah. ruining our lungs, like we're, <laughs> you know, we're like the pollution yeah. and the confusion it's, it's and day the, one of grade ego. seven, you know. Yeah, man, and and we might not make it. Yeah, yeah. some we kids might die, not make bro. It. It's yeah. sad, but or true. drop out. And yeah, boom, exactly. that's the end of it. But okay, but I want to go back to this go visualization back. thing. This is really important because my my friend Jess, if you ever listen, I don't know if you do, but I love you. Um, she gave me this awesome visualization trick and and it really blew my mind for this for a specific reason and it ties into the GSP thing. Um, she said, it's, it's had to do, this conversation was about habits sort of and like forming good habits and she said, picture yourself walking into your house and you see yourself and you're doing the things that you want to be doing. Okay. You know, it, or that, are, that you might be procrastinating on or whatever, just the things that you're you want to do. do it. Yeah. And then, and then you ask yourself, how do you feel right now? And like that blew my mind because obviously I'm get, my, my other me is going to answer like, I feel great. Feel amazing. Yeah. yeah like this is what I want to be doing. Mm. Like, okay, sure. Maybe, maybe it sucked starting or I had some doubts or some insecurities, but I'm just so glad I'm here just getting it done. And even if I don't finish it today or whatever, like I see the, the possible progress. Like, uh, like this blew my mind. It's like you're reverse engineering the process. You're seeing the uh, outcome. Yeah, but of in what such a it way will that, do? that bypasses my insecurities. Because the insecurities are at the start. Exactly. So you're seeing the outcome. So you go to the oh, end. 
fuck, it's amazing. I feel so good. Work backwards. So it's a very powerful way to look at things. I know. So so that's why I, back to GSP. Like yeah, he sees the outcome. Okay, and, and, but, he and it triggers something emotionally. It mm. it lets him fight better. It lets him be a better performer. It's not a secret. You know, like the secret, no. like manifestation, no. where he's just visualizing it. Maybe for him, it's a very personal and very effective a technique, and it resonated with him. So now he uses it, and he it allows him to bypass an insecurity that's mm. that's stopping him like upstream. Yeah, and that uh, that that way of thinking, I was like, shit, man, that opened a door. Mm. Like I'd I'd like to just practice that for now and see how far it gets me. But like damn it's a very very strategic way of looking at things and i think a lot of athletes do that now is just they they look at the outcome they want to achieve they see they feel it they're almost experiencing it in their mind and then they it's like almost like a craving you're getting because you understand that it's it's not even a possibility it's a direction you're going towards but you're now working from the direction where you want to be you're working backwards yeah and and it's what and it I don't know. I didn't think of it that it's way. It's like uh, right. solving, a, solving a math equation. It's okay. Instead of going, how do you get to 100? You're going, okay, how, I have 100 now. How, do I, how did I get to 100? So now you're literally following the equation back to the start from the solution. Yeah. It's, that's a logical way of looking at it. That's also very useful. I'm really glad you put it that way. Because for me, it was this emotional sensation. Again, but the it experience. Can be, but it's that, just like, what is blocking me? And then yeah. how can I... What is some intricate... Maybe, maybe a very simple visualization that just undoes it yeah how can i present to myself that i actually want to do the thing or that i would actually be happy doing the thing like this kind of it is a it is a kind of uh like a reverse psychology kind of i don't want that's not the right term but you know it's like it it tricks you it's a back door it's like you go hey this is directly what you want actually (laughs) what is why are you why would you not just cross that moat of of discomfort and then be in the castle and it's like it's like I, it's because I don't know how it feels to be in the castle. It's like okay, then let's let's a, we've, we're, we're asking smart questions now. Yeah. We're working backwards, like you yeah. said. Let's just pretend you're in the castle. Talk to yourself. Mm. Ask yourself how you feel, not what you did to get there, or some weird. How does like, it make you feel? Yeah, this is not about logic. Yeah. Motivate yourself to do it, to explore, make the mistakes. That part's fine. That part's you're totally motivating what you yourself need. from this hypothetical future self. Yeah, and actually, so Jess... powerful motivation. This is a part that I kind of resisted because I didn't. it didn't seem important to me, but Jess was presenting it like uh, like this is like some quantum leap thing. You know, like you're actually talking to a version of yourself. But that's what I was getting to with my whole thing, that that... But that's higher into... Yeah, I know, it's interesting. But okay, <laughs> it's but... stoner talk in the end, but... But another me is irrelevant to me. Am I, is my consciousness going to hop into this person? I don't... I don't that's too brainy for me. I'm, mm. I love sci-fi. I don't want to think of this stuff. <laughs> Because I think of all the weird, like, black mirror consequences and shit. Yeah. But what you were saying before does apply that I already know this. I'm just kind of undoing blockages. And there's this deeper, grander, wider, whatever you want to call it, intelligence that I totally have access to. Mm. And it can be a spirit guide or myself in the not-too-distant future or myself way in the future who cares or knows how real these things are, but they're very fluid, but very directional and very yeah. pointed at you and very personal and very useful. Mm. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. And, you know, okay, that being said, it's let's think about it. It's trippy. Let's have fun with the actual <laughs> possibility. Well, it, it, for me, I find it mind-blowing that maybe it, 
in a higher dimensional setting. I think I just broke this light. <laughs> in a higher dimensional setting, though, you're literally just seeing when you're out out of this dimension. Okay, mm. it's like someone explained to me the dimension is really interesting. Um, I you can watch so many videos. Carl Sagan, I highly recommend to just the Flatland little seven minute video on YouTube. Anyway, or the movie Flatland is actually you really tell interesting. me. I gotta watch it. Fuck, you've been telling me about it ten times already. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's a really mind blowing movie. But he's like he was saying, if two rings are attached, we we can't break them right? unless we snap it. But if we if two ring sh- uh, two circles are attached and well, a ring whatever call it ring, if they're attached in a fourth dimension in a higher dimension, it's literally just you can pull apart at ease and like kind of go through it go through goes through itself with it's not even a complex issue in the in that dimension. It's just so simple. Just whoop, it's apart. You that, know? The, now you're talking about spatial dimensions. Yeah, but that's just an example of what I'm trying to say is that for a higher dimensional you, all those outcomes have already been done. It's just looking at you from like this perspective that it's like those two rings that are cold. We're, we, we're looking at our lives like those rings where they're just moving pieces and it just, it's already happened. It's just like laid out, you know, and you're watching you just decide which path yeah. you're taking. Maybe, you know what's fun to think about too? Because I, I made that distinction with spatial dimensions, but it might all be the same thing. It might, you know, like when when someone like like people like sci-fi has hijacked the word dimension, and you think you go through like a portal, like Rick and Morty style, but like like dimensions in math, it's like it's like we have an X Y Z because mm. we're we're like our 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 organic machinery is tuned to three D space. Yeah, you know, but there's mathematically at least the possibility. And it totally, it just makes sense mathematically for more spatial dimensions. Well, we just can't experience them, Yeah, but they're there, they're present, they're happening. But maybe we are there, we're just, we're just aware in this dimension, we have no conceptualization of those dimensions that are happening, but we're in all of them. But in we're a way just, that we can't perceive, but yeah. the higher dimensions maybe can perceive us. A higher, lower, you know, I don't know what to call but it. But you can get a shadow, like Carl Sagan would say, of the the, the the next dimension, you can get a shadow of it. And yeah. maybe the shadow of that dimension is seeing yourself at the end goal of X path you wanted to take. George St. Pierre tapping into a higher dimension, seeing him being a champion, and then just did it. And now he he's a world champion, but it was because he had access to some type of dimension in his mind or something. I don't know. But I think the unlocking of the insecurity is the opening of that possibility. And then you can, you can just manifest, like in a karma yoga kind of way, you just do what you, what you can or what you need to in the 3D through this yeah. fourth dimensional or but higher it, dimensional thought process. Like you're talking about the rings. Yeah. Like there's a, there's, if there's an extra dimension, an, an extra f- like, uh, like f- direction, it's like you can't go up, up down, down left, left, right. right. You can't get yeah. it out. If there's suddenly an extra dimension and they're not linked in that dimension or through that dimension, yeah. then you can just kind of like go that way, and there it'll it'll be able to move through in a way that's not perceivable 3D. So it looks break it confusing. Yeah. But the, as far as the rings are concerned, experientially they separate it, and then and, and then that translates or trickles into the 3D. It has to. Yeah. Because it because mathematically it makes sense, so it's like you it's 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 exactly the same thing. It doesn't have to be a spatial dimension. It's just the fact that in a higher plane, in a higher way, this possibility can exist. And then you go, you use that avenue, mm. and then that has to translate into the 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 lower dimensions or yeah. the or whatever other way. connecting dimensions. And that translation for him, for example, was being a world champion. But 
he probably had this drive that he couldn't explain, but he just knew he was meant for something, you know, and that could have been that intuition, which is the higher dimension. Maybe we're hypothesizing here, but that's the driving force that led him to become world champion. But you're saying that because you feel it. Yeah, we you know, all and feel it. And I'm we, nodding my head as you say it. And you hear champions all the time. Their parents of the champion will be like, I just knew something was in him. Like I yeah. gave him the, the hockey stick, Wayne Gretzky, for example. I gave him the hockey stick. I just knew there's a monster in there that's going to come out, you know? You know, I think his his father just knew like like that. You know, all these greats, there's something operating in, the, yeah. in the, such a deep layer, you know? It just manifests as a world champion of export or whatever. You know, use any anything as an example, someone who's great at it, you know? But that came from something else. Yeah, man, it, intuition is weird. It is weird, man. You know, you talk about like all the things that your brain is processing and then like neurologists uh, will tell you that a lot of your brain's job is to quiet stimuli, mm. is to like sift through like and filter. filter. Yeah. yeah. So there's just all this stuff we're getting that we essentially don't use or don't tap we into. We don't know how to use. We never learned how to use some of them. And But or here's the, here's the or ego just part. just atrophied. But no, I think it's using us, mm. you know, in that higher dimensional way. And this is where yoga comes in, in this in this kind of spiritual understanding where you mm. can let go and give in, and then and now you're the riding you're the right. wave. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. think we're hindering it or something, yeah, but right. we're not. Yeah, you're right. We're just That's a it. we're just the we're just the three D piece. Yeah. And again, maybe in the three D, literally, it's it's functioning in in this neurological sense. But again, dimensionally, air quotes, we're a smaller, we're we're a lesser dimension. We're we're le- we're working with with less. Uh, directions mm. you know so the part of us in this in the, again in this kind of like psycho spiritual way the ego is just limited and it's the, it's the job of the ego is to be this thing inside the brain so that it can kind of talk to itself and have all this beautiful revelations and all mm. this figuring out and being able to visualize and and learn in that way and reinforce learning thing learned things in that way and all these crazy things come out of having an, an ego having this extra like this kind of self-speaking brain Hmm. that we've talked about a bunch on the podcast as well. I lo- I like that how we're building on our ideas at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's becoming useful for us and it's yeah. it's it's interesting, especially because I realize lately that I don't listen to people very much. Hmm. And and that's shocking for me to say to myself because I feel like I, that's a skill that I've always been proud of and I have, and it's such a simple dimension of life to be able to take myself out of something and listen. Well, you've always said uh, if you're talking you're not listening. I don't know who told who where you heard that from, but it's a strong point. It's uh, it's it's kind of metaphorical. I think yeah. a lot of people do just un- again in a in a in an experienced way we get. But it. talking not even in a in a just a physical form, but you know when you're just sometimes you're you're listening to someone, but you're really just forming an idea to 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 shoot back or to you know like it's very tricky to really listen and just. I would say if you're creating, you're not hmm. uh, appreciating. Yeah. In in some strange, uh, or you're not observing. We're all guilty of it. Yeah, it's, but it's very. It's, that's the that essence. Doesn't work of, either. Though. But <laughs> I, we, I, I know you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, we know what we mean. It's it's an experience. There's there's a way where you, where you listen, where you really go deep and listen. Well, that's meditation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're really coming <laughs> down to. That's the real essence of meditation. I don't, but it, it's it's like a it's like a step two. It's like because when you're listening though to the silence, that's when you really get into the breakthrough practice. 
we're going off of listening to another person now we're going to the to the but next. it connects yeah. really directly you know just having this kind of solidity within and mm-hmm. then to be able to talk when you need to and shut up when you need to mm-hmm. and really listen to a person I don't know why I said shut up it sounds so aggressive but no, listen but really stop yeah. and really start I look at uh, listening like de- in deeply listening to someone as you're a canvas for their for their word paint cool yeah that's kind of how i visualize it i think i have a, lo- a lot of ego there because i'm really good at telling someone hey, back some what green. they're saying <laughs> no kind well yeah. a little bit like yeah. hey, like hey that doesn't look like a tree like if you put some brown in the middle then it'll kind of create a shading and then you'll then the person's eye and then they'll go oh you're right so there's there's been so many times when people have been like yeah that's what i meant you had positive feedback behind it or reinforcement i think i should be a mediator like as a job <laughs> i think it's like a, i hear people speaking like you know a lot of people just use english as like the middle ground yeah and i know what they're trying to say but they're not using the right words sometimes for some reason i just have this intuition of what they mean hmm. And everyone, so many people have told me that, that I just believe it now. And I've just been so apparently good at it. So there's a, anyway, that's, that aside, that's, that's a cool skill. And it's interesting factoid about Sammy, but it gives me an ego where I'm, I'm listening for a function, Mm. even if it's not for me to speak or, or maybe it is for me to correct or to nudge someone into, it's like, oh, you mean this. And then the third person will go, oh, I get it. And then now they're happier and now I'm happier. So it's like, there's so much ego wrapped in that, that Mm. function, but it's taking me away from just, uh, being. And honestly, I mean, if I just be, I might not talk at all. I might not feel the need to say anything that's not true or necessary or kind. There there won't be a point Mm. for me. And then suddenly there's not a point to like my job at a call center or my podcast. Like the, mm. there's a little bit of ego that needs to be involved and it's might, maybe not the time or place. And there might be some silly kind of uh, well, meta ego for me to be like, about, Oh no, I will, I will abstain yeah. now. And it's like, that's now's not the time you jackass. You're just yeah. showing off. I don't know if it's about turning that mechanism off as more just understanding it and kind of keeping it in check. Letting it keep me in check. Mm. You know, what you said before, uh, what I ended up talking about was like a listening, a deep meditation. And I think I can listen to myself while I talk. Mm. And I I can nudge myself a lot easier than I can nudge you, Mm. but I don't have to. And that's cool because when you get into your own head and then you're talking when you don't need to or listening when you don't need to, oddly enough, like we're talking about, that's the same problem. I can pretend I'm listening, (laughs) but that's, that's again it's for your benefit i'm not listening i'm not listening to my to my needs to yeah. my true desires you know in that deeper sense so i think it just is the best move no matter what is just go within try to be less wrong uh, absolutely <laughs> keep, i keep saying it go within go within let's let's end it on that <laughs> are we done? yeah what's the we started around 2 or before yeah, 2 well a little bit before 2 i just got a i got something at 4 that's why that's go with it. I love it. We love you guys. That was a great conversation. So this was fun. Man. I love you, bro. That yeah, was bro. fucking awesome. That was fun. Okay. You Stay s- curious. Boom. You got yeah, it. I, you want to say? <laughs> no, you got it. <laughs>